Now, uh, we are facing the end of the year and the beginning of a new one. And uh, as I said, you know, I always want to minister, uh, talk about God, because Jesus said, have faith in God. And when you begin to have faith in God, different things begin to happen. So I'm taking just the, the introduction from the story of a man by the name of Jehoshaphat, then we are going to go in, in, uh, into Genesis. But the man Jehoshaphat was a wonderful, wonderful king. He was a good king. He brought reformation to the whole land, transformation, laws were changed. He did everything to bring Israel back into where it should be. And then having done all, the Bible tells us he got news that there was an multitude of, of uh, enemy soldiers that were coming against him. In fact, the Bible talks about 32 kings that got themselves together and they got all their armies to come and fight tiny Israel. Now, which means to say that although we walk in the will of God and do everything that is more than right, we will still face problems. And sometimes the problems can be overwhelming. It can come like a great multitude against us. Now, the natural tendency, of course, would be to fear. If we say we are not afraid, then we are only fooling ourselves. Everyone who faces major problems like this, whether it be a sickness, whether it be a financial difficulties, every one of us, when we face challenges, the first response is one of fear. True? Yes or not? We always are afraid. We do not know what next. We do not know how to handle it. And so when we are afraid, thank God, you know, Jehoshaphat, it says Jehoshaphat feared. But one of his first responses when he found out this was going to happen, he was afraid and then he went and he sought God. But I want you to also know that this news was brought to him by a few people. How many of you know that a few people cannot keep secrets? True or not? One person cannot keep secret already. I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm only telling you and nobody else. I'm going to tell you alone. The moment they tell you alone, it's gone. Correct or not? Because you know you. <laughs> no secret is a secret once it is shared. So once they shared with Jehoshaphat the king, if they could share it with the king, imagine what the news would have been like as it reached down to the people. So now everybody is beginning to get the news. Jehoshaphat understands this, so he's praying. We do not know really what he prayed for. It may be just summarized in the Bible, but we do not really know what he was praying for. All I, I do know is that he prayed. He kept seeking God maybe so that the fear could be taken out, that God would deliver them. I don't know what he prayed. That's not important. What's important is he turned to the right source. So when we face difficulties, when we face any kind of problem, the Bible says, first of all, bring your requests before God. Come on, amen. Do not be anxious, which means that we do get anxious. We do become frightened. Fear not means we are afraid. God knows these things and he wants to speak certain things in our lives. So he's, uh, uh, what happens is as he begins to pray, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon a prophet. I thought if I pray, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon me. But no, it comes upon a prophet. It comes upon one of God's servants to speak the word. God uses different people. He used Jehoshaphat to be king, to lead the nation, to govern the people, to lead them into battle. But when it comes to speaking on behalf of God, he chooses somebody else. 
Amen? God uses every one of us. Can I hear an amen? So the prophet of God comes and says, Do not be afraid of this great multitude because I'm going to deliver all of them into your hands. Now, that seems impossible. So sometimes when we share the word of God with you, you begin to think, it seems too easy. How can it happen? We immediately go to, how is this possible or how is this going to take place? How can us, a small nation or a small group of people, overcome 32 kings and all their armies? Seems impossible. So there are a lot of question marks that were coming to our minds. But Jehoshaphat understood certain things, and so what he does is he gathers all the people, and I'm going to read this to you. Here's the scripture, 2 Chronicles 2020, as we face the year 2020. Here's the scripture for you. And they arose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tekoa. Let me just say this. The name Tekoa means the trumpet blast, the sounding of the trumpet. So they go into the place where an announcement must be made loud and clear for all of Israel if they are going to survive this attack of the enemy. Come on. You must listen, and this is a loud trumpet blast coming from the presence of the Lord. What does it say? Hear me, Jehoshaphat said to them. They went out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. What's the word? Believe. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. 2 Chronicles 20.20 Believe in the Lord your God. Is God your God? Is the Lord my God? Not just believe in the Lord or believe in God, but believe in the Lord, your God. And once we, he is our God, then we can trust him, all right? Believe in the Lord, our God. So now, as I began to look at that, I began to think, all right, now in order for me to believe in God, I've got to get to know him. Come on, amen? In order for me to trust you or you to trust me, you've got to really know me. So, we want to go back to the book of Genesis. I just started going back into the book of Genesis again as we begin the coming year. Chapter 1. As to how God reveals himself to us. Not what we think we know about God. Not some kind of idea that we come up about what God is like or, or what we hear people say God is like. Most of us know something about God. But God wants to reveal himself to us. Come on, amen? Amen? So the first thing is God reveals himself to us as God. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God. In the beginning of everything, God. He has always been there and will always be there. He is the Almighty One, El Elohim. The great one, the mighty one. In the beginning, God. You have to come to the place where you say, I believe that there is a God and this God is now my God. Come on, amen. We were talking about, you know, uh, the place that we visited and uh, it is the place where, it, where uh, firstly, it was introduced to monotheism. 
the place of one God. While all the nations of the world were worshipping all kinds of gods, here was a place where God was introduced firstly as God, one God. Whether it's Islam, Christianity, Judaism, all believe one God. Amen. But God starts with this whole thing. You must believe that I am God. I am not man. Do not humanize me. And sometimes when we look at... Now, I want you to understand whatever I'm sharing about God is all wrapped up in the person Jesus. Because in the beginning was... John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Jesus, the Word, became flesh and dwelt among us. The Bible says. Come on, amen. All right? So we are talking about Jesus as well, all right, when we talk about God. I'm talking about Jesus at the same time. So God reveals himself as being the Almighty One. He is in absolute control. Come on. The devil does not have control. Governments do not have control. Nobody has got control. God is the one in absolute control. In the beginning, God. Amen. He reveals himself, secondly, also as the God who hovers. The earth was, verse 2, and the earth was without form. It was empty and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God began to hover. The word to hover is to pass over or to hang over something with the idea of changing it. When the Spirit of God began to move until He began to move. So you have God the Father, you have God the Son, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God, and now you have the Holy Spirit. The triune God is in operation. Amen. That's how He reveals Himself. So I, 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 I'm, I'm brooding over you because I know that something is not right. There is an emptiness. There is a darkness upon the souls of man. There, there, there is confusion upon this whole thing. That's what it was. So God begins to uh, reveal himself as the God who broods over understanding what we are going through. Come on, amen. All right? Everything that's going on on the inside of us, he now broods over like a mother hen over her chicks. He knows, but this one is different because there is nothing nice about this planet. There is an emptiness. It's just a wasteland. Confusion is there. Darkness is there. You cannot see anything there. It's the world, but there is nothing inside of it. So God reveals himself as, as I am over everything that's happening inside this world. I know what's happening. He could have been somewhere else, but he said, no, I'm going to brood over this world. I'm going to hover over it because something powerful is about to happen. Amen. So if we are having this kind of a feeling on the inside, like I don't know what's taking place, there's darkness, it seems to be an emptiness, I want you to know that God wants us to understand He knows what we are going through. Number three, He is the God who speaks. And God said, aren't you glad that God speaks? I'm so grateful for the Word of God. I'm thankful for the Word of God. Because when God says something, it continues. It brings life. When God speaks, life comes in. Amen. 
So he began to say, let there be light. Now, God said, God said throughout the scripture, as you read Genesis chapter 1, you'll find that God speaks. That's why it says, believe God and believe his prophets. If you want to succeed, believe the word of God that's coming out to you. Every word of God brings life. The word that I give you, they are spirit and they are life. It produces something inside of you. When God says it is done, it is done. When he says it is finished, it is finished. Come on, amen. Huh? When God speaks, that's why we've got to listen very carefully. Throughout the scriptures, Jesus began to teach. And every time he thought, he would say something like, If you have ears to hear, hear what I'm saying. Are you hearing what God is saying? What is he saying to you when he says that you shall be established, you shall be established. No one can shake that. Come on, amen. When he says you shall succeed, you shall succeed. Believe God, believe his prophets. Believe God, believe his prophets. If you want to be established, you want to succeed, believe in what he is saying. Now it's difficult, especially when you see everything uh, uh, and, and it doesn't make sense how things are going to work out. The scripture constantly says, believe that I have spoken. If I have spoken, it shall be done. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Number four, he's the God who sees. And God saw that the light was good. How many of you know that God is watching over you? God sees, man. He sees every injustice. He sees everything that has happened to you. I remember at one time, you know, we were praying at an altar. Uh, this was in Australia some years ago. And, and uh, as I was praying for this lady, I suddenly saw her like in a field when she was like five years old. I mentioned very specifically you were about five years old and you were lost in a field. I didn't understand what the field was. It was just all like golden, but she was lost in the field, left there. And then, I, you know, the Lord began to speak very specifically to her that she had been abandoned in the field when she was five years old. Now, nobody knew that except God. Come on. God knew where she was when she was. And, and, and she, she's now, you know, uh, about 40 years old. And she began to weep because that thing that she... She, that, that really hurt her for all these years was the fact that somebody left her in a field to lose her deliberately. But God saw. God saw. Amen. God saw me when I was sitting way at the back as I shared my testimony with you. Saw me. Called me up by name. When I felt like I was, you know, this is all not for me. I, I don't really, I, I was giving up my faith on God. But God saw me. Called me by name. God sees you, man. And he told me everything that was in my heart. Just like the woman at the well. God saw what she was going through. Saw the struggles. Saw the battles that she was going through. God saw the man across the, 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 the Sea of Galilee who had demons inside of him. Made a trip just to go see him, deliver him, and then sail back again. Read your Bibles. Just to go and be with one person. God saw the woman at the well. God saw different individuals. God sees. And he sees where you are located. He knows exactly what you are going through. Come on, say amen. He knows the condition. He knows what happened around you. He knows the people that have mistreated you or people who have done bad things to you. God knows. God sees. One time, you know, we were having, uh, I was in the executive in the Assemblies of God. 
And, and I saw a number of things and I felt so crushed. <laughs> and I said to one of the ministers, don't people realize that God sees? Huh? God sees everything. Don't we realize that one day these people who are doing all these things will have to stand before God, you know? God sees these things. Amen. Come on. We have a God who has got eyes and he sees. A mouth and he speaks. Can I hear an amen? So he reveals himself like this as the God who sees all things. And then in, number five, he's the God who creates from nothing. He is the God who creates from nothing. If you read Genesis, there is nothing. And suddenly he speaks and everything begins to come into existence. Believe in God, the Lord your God. Believe in him. Because no matter what you, you may think, you know, God knows how to create from nothing. He knows how to bring forth from nothing. In fact, in uh, Romans chapter 4, it talks about Abraham how Abraham was righteous because he believed in God. But what does it say before that? It says that Abraham believed in the God who was able to call into existence things that were not. He believed that God was able to call into existence things that were absolutely impossible. That is why we are believers, Christians. We believe in God who can do something out of nothing. Something out of nothing. He calls into existence. Even if we don't have anything, we can say, God, how is this possible? Think about uh, the people that God blessed through the Bible. They had nothing, man. Absolutely nothing. And yet God began to give them things which, which amazed them. God is able to call into existence. What is it that we really need that we feel is just too difficult? You know, it's, it's, it's very hard. I find it very hard to believe God for God is able. Number six, and I want to close with just this one. He is the God who blesses. That's how he introduced himself. So in Genesis chapter 1, 28, and God blessed them. The God who blesses. See, I never ever could entertain the thought that God would curse me. I think God has cursed me. I, I think I'm going through all this. Uh, God must be very angry with me. I, I, I don't deserve this. So I, I deserve it. You know, this kind of thing, I really deserve it. You know, God has cursed me. There's no such thing. The only one that was cursed was Jesus. The Bible says, cursed is he who hung upon the cross. When he hung upon the cross, God cursed him. But God revealed himself right from the beginning of time that he is the God who desires to bless. And he blessed them. How did he bless them? The first thing he did was he blessed them with fruitfulness. He says, be fruitful. Now, as I said at the beginning, when God says something, for example, when God says it is good, it is good. People can say it's bad, but I want you to know it is good. When God says, I'm working all things for good, it means it is good. He has got the best in store for us. When God says, you shall be fruitful, it means they were going to be fruitful. Whether they, they liked it or not, they were going to be fruitful. Because this is the blessing of God. When God blesses something, no man can curse. Come on, amen. There was a time where there was a prophet by the name of Balaam. 
believed in another faith, but God would still speak to him. He was paid to go and curse the children of Israel. And so he went out and he wanted to curse and God stopped him and said, you cannot curse that which I have blessed. Now, I don't care what people do. They want to put jumpy on you. I want you to know it won't jump. It will not work. It will not work. It cannot work against you. Because what God has blessed, no man can curse. They can try to curse you, but they cannot. When he says you will be fruitful, it does not mean just producing many children. Amen, Stefan? Okay. <laughs> it's more than that. It's fruitfulness in every area of your life. You will produce good fruit. They that abide in the presence of the Lord will produce. Automatically, you don't have to attempt to produce it. It will happen. You will produce the fruit of the Spirit. Now, notice this. In, in uh, Galatians chapter, two, uh, chapter 5, verse 20 onwards, it talks about the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. So when we do things in the flesh, it produces bad results. It's the works. We are working in order for things to happen and bad things happen. Then it contrasts with the fruit of the Spirit, which means fruit. How many of you have seen, you know, like a papaya tree really like struggling to produce? Like, ah, one fruit. You never see a tree struggle to produce. It produces. Amen. I think Betty gave us a, a, a banana tree. Papaya. Gave us a banana tree as well, didn't you? Yeah, banana tree as well. A tree that I gave her, and then she gave back. A tree that Kong Seng gave me, and then I gave and gave. And it's just non-stop producing, man. Huh? Different homes. The one in Janil's house, non-stop. She doesn't know what to do with the bananas. She can't stop it from producing. It just keeps producing. Why? Because God said it will produce. God said every tree that I plant will produce. We are a tree planted by the rivers of water. We will produce. There is no doubt about it. We will be fruitful in everything that you do. You shall be fruitful. Amen. Hmm? What does God call children? The fruit of the womb. You shall be fruitful. The fruit of your labors. You shall be fruitful. You shall be blessed. Your hand shall be blessed. Your kitchen shall be blessed. You shall be fruitful. This is the blessing. So the God that we serve is the God, the moment he reveals himself, right in Genesis chapter 1, and God bless them. The message at Christmas is goodwill towards all men. Not I've got a problem with man. Man has got sin. My son's going to come and die. None of these things were said. Peace on earth. When God said that, he meant it. There shall be peace on earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Fruitfulness. Also, multiplication. Be fruitful and multiply. Not just add, there shall be a multiplication of everything. Amen. See, this is the blessing of the Lord. Now, when God says you will multiply, you will multiply. Adam and Eve, if they were standing here today, they'd be shocked. You would think they were Chinese. Largest population in the world. <laughs> India. The world. 
7 billion and counting. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable when God said you will multiply, you will multiply. Not just in children. They understood that everything that they had was going to be multiplied. The gardens that they produced would multiply. Everything that they touched would multiply. That's what God was saying. Come on. A multiplication. Also authority. You, the earth, you will subdue the earth and dominate it. In other words, nothing shall control you. You control everything that happens. This is my blessing upon you. You will not be controlled, but you shall control. Come on, amen. The problem with man is they allow things to control them. The beautiful herbs of the field which I took and gave my mother and she made nice curry. Man used the same one and go. I'm talking about ganja. Makes good curry. Did you know that? Oh, if you use ganja to make curry, that means we become addicted. Rubbish. It's the herbs of the field. It's good for curry. I'm telling you. Poppy seeds. Good for curry and all. You won't get addicted. Maybe you will. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Facebook Live. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, who made, who made these things anyway? God did. He blessed us with these things. Come on. It's just that people allow it to control themselves. Bali. Good or not? My wife usually goes to drop order Bali. What do we make? Single malt. Control. All right. So, what, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is that what God intended for us to subdue and dominate has now dominated us. We allow all these things to dominate us and man has now become addicted to all this kind of stuff simply because they don't understand the fact that these are meant to be used for the glory of God, for ourselves, to be enjoyed. God has given us, the Bible says, Paul says, all things for us to enjoy. All things. Do we know that life is meant to be enjoyed? Amen? Huh? Not endured, but enjoyed. And I always talk about this. We must have that kind of a life where we enjoy life. We savor life. Everything about life is wonderful. Can I hear an amen? amen. Alright, so that's, that's the plan of God. And then finally, he, he says to, you, uh, to them, I give you abundance. I bless you with abundance. I have given you every fruit for you to enjoy. I give you every... There is nothing that I will withhold from you. Of course, you know, this is... Uh, right at the beginning, of course, three of knowledge of good and evil. He says, that one don't touch. But everything else, guys, it's yours. He has given us all things that pertain to life. He has, it, that does not mean for us to exist or for us to survive. It means all things that pertain to living life to the fullest. God blesses us. This is the way God is. This is who God is. So it's not wrong to come and say, bless me, O God. That's why Jabez prayed, Jabez prayed that prayer. Bless me, O God. Don't let me be a pain, but bless me. My name is pain, but I don't want to be pain anymore. Bless me so that I will not cause pain to anyone. And everyone can understand that you have blessed me in spite of what people think about me. Bless me. Show that there is a difference between people that are yours and people that are not. I always pray this prayer. 
for God's people. God showed the difference. When the children go to school, let them excel. Bless them so that people will know that the blessing of the Lord rests upon our children. Amen. This is not just a blessing upon a, a certain group of people that God has chosen. God has chosen all of us. In Abraham, all of us enjoy the blessings. Can I hear an amen? It is not just to a certain group of people where they are smarter than everybody else. It is for every believer, every child of God. I read the Word of God a long time ago when I was in Bible school. And, and I found it very difficult to study things like that. And God healed my mind. And one of the things the Lord ministered to me was from Psalms where it says this. That if you make the Word of God your meditation, He will make you wiser than your teachers. Come on, amen. You will be wiser. Amen. In every area of your life, you will be blessed because you are children of God. There is something inside of us. As we serve God, as we put our confidence in God, God will cause us to excel. Why is it that Daniel had a spirit of excellence and we don't? We should have the spirit of excellence. Same. Why is it that they could uh, uh, do so many things? Simply because they put their confidence in God. Amen. Believe God. Believe his prophets, you shall be established, you shall be successful. Can I hear an amen? That's the God you and I serve. Hallelujah. Huh? That's how he reveals himself right at the beginning. This is not some concoction, you know, we are trying to come up with ideas of how good God is. This is how he reveals himself right at the beginning itself. That this is the God that you and I can trust. You can trust God. Amen. You can trust Him and you will see the benefits of trusting God. No wonder they went out singing songs about the mercy of God. And guess what? God took care of the enemy without them firing even a single arrow. Not one arrow was shot. Not one spear was used. Not one sword was drawn. God took care of the entire thing. Amen? Does God see you facing all these things? Of course He does. How does God handle it? Just says, trust me. Believe in me. Can I hear an amen? Let's stand together, shall we?